Welcome to the Be Seen, Be Loved podcast. I'm your host, Christy Love. I believe in taking massive action to overcome life's biggest challenges because I know the rewards that lie on the other side. This show is a weekly dose of inspiration and motivation to help you level up in your life. Here's to a new you where your dedication, commitment, and staying true to yourself will make your wildest dreams come alive. I'm a transformational trainer, speaker, firm mama, and proud wife to a distinguished Navy SEAL. We believe in the motto, never give up, never quit, while doing it all with love. I'll share real talks with experts and thought leaders who offer proven strategies to turn your barriers into success in this unfiltered, transformational, and thought-provoking podcast. Let's do this. Hello, you are now listening to this episode of the Be Seen, Be Loved podcast. With your host, Chrissy Love, I am here with my great friend, Amanda, and she is going to share her story. Amanda's had a pretty much a long bout of tragedy, heartache, and strife that she's dealt with her husband being ill. She'll definitely talk more about that in a moment, but this is a woman who absolutely amazes me. Her strength, her tenacity, her ability to take charge over her family and still not even allow it to survive, allow her family to continue to to thrive while going through so much heartache that she's enduring with her husband's health. And other things that she's dealt in business as well. She's, uh, like I said, she'll definitely talk about that. But I see Amanda as an epitome of what Be Seen, Be Loved is all about. She has this strength that it takes a special kind of person to kind of conjure that up to be able to do the things that she does and do it in a positive way and do it with a smile and, and stay positive and encourage others what she does so well. I know she encourages me and that's why we've continued to be great friends that I'm going to keep her close to me for a very, very long time. But without further ado, I just want to pass the mic over to Amanda. Hey, Miss Christy. Thanks for having me on today. I appreciate you. Just talk about your journey. First start of talking about your business, the roofing business that you both had together and how that kind of, you know, unexpectedly fell apart for you all. When we were first married, about two years in, my dad has built and manufactured speedboats all of my life. He is a child psychologist, but that was like a hobby that got out of control. And to help me with college, because I decided to change my major, I had a, a scholarship for voice and, and acting in college. And, and I lost that scholarship because I decided to go a different avenue, business and finance. And so in order for me to pay for school, my dad started a boat repair facility right out of the garage and just brought in some extra cash to help me pay for school. That got out of hand, like I said, Mm -hmm. and became a very large corporation. And Mike and I decided that we would start a franchise down in the cities. And it was as we were getting that going, we had just built this big, huge pole barn 80 by 100 with 16 foot sidewalls that we found out about Mike's heart condition. Mm-hmm. He knew that he had had a heart condition in high school, but didn't realize how 
devastating or detrimental it could be. And he was having some issues and rushed into the hospital and found out that it was a lot worse than he expected. And because of that, we had to sell our business. We had to sell. He also had a garage door business that he had started at 16 years old because his dad was in a severe accident and almost killed and sold that business and basically started over. We sold our businesses, sold our home, had a, built a new home, all the while expecting our first biological child. Wow, it's a lot going on at one time. <laughs> it was a little bit, but you just keep pushing on and figuring things out. And that's exactly what we did. We just kept figuring things out. You start over and, and pull yourself up by your bootstraps and keep plugging along. Right. You said uh, during that time you went through bankruptcy, you lost friends. Yeah. Um, how was that moment when, you know, everything was really falling, crumbling apart for you? I mean, there must have been a time when like everything was just felt like a heavy weight was on your shoulders and everything was just, you know, in your life, you're, you're just wondering, you know, how am I going to get through this? Did that ever come into your mind? To be honest, probably, but it was more of a fleeting thought. The bankruptcy and all of that stuff, losing our friends, people, you know, close family members, not real close, but close family members, aunts and uncles and cousins and um, very judgmental, obviously hadn't walked in our shoes. This was a second bout of Mike's health where things were progressively getting worse that we had started another business. I was practicing real estate and we had started another business after the first businesses we sold and let go of the boat business. Chemicals, you can't do chemicals and some of the medications he's on. And we lost everything that we had. Literally the sheriff showed up on our doorstep to take the vehicles from us. So it was a very, very hard, dark time. And at that time we had two children two very small children. And yeah, you do go through the mindset of why me? Can it get any worse? Of course. You know, what are we going to do? But honestly, it was, like I said, a fleeting thought. And we knew that if we held close to each other and relied on each other, kept faith first, we knew that we would make it through. And we did stronger than ever. So $1.7 million in debt. Wow. Those were just medical bills. Wow. Yeah. You talked about a little bit, you shared with me about the insurance company because it was a pre-existing condition, wouldn't cover Mike's medical bills at the time. So on top of losing a house, on top of bankruptcy, on top of losing friends, you had this huge, big bill and small children in the house. I can't even imagine. And some people, you know, listening, listeners listening to this who need a little bit of encouragement. You know, when things are bad, I mean, that sounds like it was rock bottom. It was. You know, for many people, they would go into a deep depression, sadness. Why me? Why is this happening from, you know, to me? But you said that your strength and your faith and yeah. God really helps you to continue to move forward. Like, you know, it is what it is, you know, but we got to keep moving. There's no stopping. Yeah. I think I made the comment to you before we started, what God brings you to, he brings you through. Right. It's our true faith that has kept us as strong as it is. I mean, we're true, true, honest believers of prayer and how strong prayer is. When Mike was sitting in the hospital for those two weeks in CICU, literally fighting for his life, not knowing if he was going to wake up the next morning, that type of situation, 
me sitting at a restaurant with my parents who had just gotten to Iowa. I called them to see my godparents. I called them. They got back in their vehicle and rushed back up to Minnesota for to be there for me because I was by myself. My kids were up north with my in-laws at our hunting property, which is where my middle son is right now because it's opening deer season. There you go. Our fingers crossed that he gets some deer. Anyway, that you have the mindset of you can either be miserable and upset and think the why me's, oh, woe is me, and play the victim, or you can have the flip side and say, let's pray, ask God for guidance, pray that he'll work in the doctor's minds, figure things out, and have him be a guide for us to help us whatever we do go through, whether it's this or our future endeavors that we have gone through, that he pulls us through it. He simply has. We're true to our faith, very strong in our faith, and God has led us every direction that we've gone down. Absolutely. And that sounds to me like, a, I think the term is unwavering faith. Doesn't matter what's coming your way, you are strong in your faith. You know that God's going to pull you through. So absolutely great for that. And it takes two. It takes two. Sometimes you can't do it alone. It takes two. I'm sure you have a you know church community, but it takes someone else in the home to be able to you know be supportive of you and you work through this together. And that's great. You two have that. We do. We do. When I'm down or upset or frustrated, and it's not that I'm mad at him or frustrated at the situation. It's just frustration that when are we going to get to the other side? It's not an, oh, woe is me. It's not a, why me? When is this going to be over? It's just give me patience so we can make it to the next side. Let's get to the next chapter. I'm excited for the next chapter. And that's what keeps me smiling is I'm excited. I know God's going to bring us through. God's going to get us to the next chapter. Jeremiah 29, 11 is my favorite verse. So I know he's got a hope and a purpose for us. So keep smiling and keep walking through the trials. Trials are going to get bigger. Some of them are going to be smaller. Just keep persevering, relying on each other. When I'm down, he picks me up. When he's down, I kick him in the butt. (laughs) (laughs) We say, you know, let's go for a walk. Let's talk about it. And, and let's figure this out together because together we're stronger. Because you have great communication between you two, and that's also important. Well, you talked about, you know, the next step, the next journey, the next thing you're excited about. And, you know, God did bring that to you in the form of symmetry. Yes. Right? Uh, Symmetry. You talked a little bit about that when you talk about this new company that has, you know, become a part of your life, part of your family's life. Your your eyes really light up. Yeah. What's about that? It was literally, I'd been in the corporate world. Not just, you know, my business wise, but I'd been in the corporate world before when we moved back to Texas, it's like, okay, I'll go get a job. So I need insurance, need, you know, blah, blah, blah. But it wasn't the right fit for me. And I came home and that was at the time that we were finding out that Mike needed his transplants because he needs a triple organ transplant. And I needed to figure out, okay, so what do I do? Because after you're transplanted, it's a minimum of six months to a year that you're going to be home, six months, 24-hour care, and a minimum of a year that you're going to need to be cared for and making sure you're getting here and there and all that stuff. I need to be home. 
And I did. Prayer is very powerful. Anytime Mike and I were ever trying to make a decision as to what our next steps were, we always seemed to, obviously we prayed, you know, have God lead us and God bring us our eagle so we know that that's what you want us to do. Every time Mike and I have made big decisions, a bald eagle appears. Hmm. We don't know how or where, obviously we know how, but out of nowhere, when we'll be talking about something and we make a decision, okay, yep, I think that's what we need to do. And the eagle will appear. A lot of times it's actually when we're driving, because we talk a lot when we're driving, eagles will fly with us. Well, when I was trying to figure out what do I need to do? I know I need to stay home, but I also need to obviously take care of my family, be able to take care of Mike after transplant, replace his income and replace my income, but also have the flexibility to know that I can work here and there or build a business. So what does that do? Do I go back to the corporate world? Do I do something from home? And I was literally on my way to Walmart. <laughs> yes, I'm a Walmart girl, people. I am a Walmart girl. Maybe <laughs> things happens on the way to Walmart. <laughs> I said it happens. But I was on my way to Walmart. I'm like, okay, God, please tell me, am I supposed to stay home? I feel like I need to find something that I can stay home and take care of my husband. I take care of him very differently than anybody else. I know when I can push him and I know when I can pull back a little bit, I know how to read him. And I said, I feel like I need to stay home. And as I'm going under highway 75's bridges to go back roads to Wally world, all of a sudden in this big field, staring me down is a bald eagle. I'm like, okay, God, I got it. I'm supposed information to right there. I'm supposed to stay home. Okay. Now the next question is, what do I do? And I've been going through different things and trying to figure out at home things and insurance kept popping up. And I'm like, I am not going out, knocking on doors. I am not driving hundreds of miles to go sit with somebody or go into some person's home that I don't know. And all of a sudden, Sue Adams emailed me, I saw your resume online. I'd really love to talk. And I'm like, okay. And <laughs> symmetry came in. I mean, I had looked at it before. I was in the shower one Saturday morning and my husband brings the laptop in. Babe, what about insurance? And I told him, I've been looking at it. I'm not going to go door knocking. I'm not it doing it. Everywhere. Yeah. I've door knocked before. That's not fun. Not fun. And all of a sudden I get this email like, nope, that's exactly what you're supposed to be doing. You know, that, that saying where there's a, a boat in the middle of the ocean and he keeps praying, the ch guy keeps praying, God, send me help. Well, the little tugboat comes by and nope, I'm waiting for God to answer my prayer. I'm waiting for God to save me. Then a bigger boat comes by. Nope, I'm waiting for God to save me. Then a ship comes by. Nope, I'm waiting for God to save me. And he doesn't make it, Right dies out in the middle of the ocean, gets up to heaven and go, God, why didn't you save me? I sent you three chances. <laughs> you didn't take one of them. Right. So when that email came and she and I talked and I found out that symmetry with symmetry, yes, you're a licensed agent. You're actually a broker, but 
you get the opportunity to grow your business into agency owner, not like a state farm or a um, all state or anything like that, where you have to have a building like an office and you have to hire people, that type of thing. You get to do it out of the luxury of your own home and work with, we have well over 200 carriers, but I have like 40 to 50 that I work with. And I actually genuinely get to help and to serve other people. And that's my true passion. I love being and helping and serving people. And one of Symmetry's core values, their number one core value is relationships matter, people come first. And another core value is be of service and do good in this world. How can you not correlate that with God's purpose? Right. It sounded like the perfect opportunity came to you at the absolutely perfect time that yep. fit you like a glove. Yep, it did. And allowed it you to did. thrive on top of that. You know, mm-hmm. it's funny how, you know, women are perceived, you know, as people that stay home and, you know, cook and clean. But for you, Amanda, you had to take charge. You had to be the breadwinner. You had to take over for the family, protect your family and protect the, the comfort and the safety of your family and the legacy for your family as well. And you're doing that. And it sounds like the steps are just coming to play in your life and you are open to receiving. Yes. You know, like you were saying with that analogy about the boat, a lot of people, you know, see these signs, but they ignore the signs, but you're being guided in a way. And I know our listeners are too. Listen to the signs, see the signs. Yeah. And opening be open-minded and open your eyes to seeing them and, and allowing them to be received. Right, right. Because we do have, you know, different things that are telling us that, hey, this is the right time. But we, I guess, are so into ourselves, you know, what we want so strongly that we can't let go of that and just allow, just allow. And you're a good example of just allowing that. And it sounds like, like I said, an absolutely great company that, it really takes care of the employees, the people that are working together to help them. And you don't see that a lot nowadays. No, no. You absolutely don't. No, they truly live by their core values. They truly do. Our last core value is we have fun and we get stuff done. That is true. That is true. <laughs> still no. got to work. You still got to work. You still got to be productive, but, you know, have fun. Make it a joy, a joyful experience. You're not having fun. You're not doing it right. right. So, yeah. Right. That's great. Special people like you. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Blessed. I feel very blessed. You are blessed. You absolutely are. So, the last few months, Mike has been in the hospital a few more times. How yeah. how's that going? You were able to take time from work to do that, or, or work at the hospital? Actually, I do both. Yeah, I take the laptop with me because everything that we do is 100% virtual, just like you and I are doing right now. We do everything absolutely virtual. Yes, he has been in the hospital a couple of other times. He'll probably end up going back here probably very shortly. Like I mentioned, he needs a triple organ transplant. Obviously, first and foremost, he needs a heart. But because of the medications that he's taken for so many years, it's ruined his kidneys. So he needs kidneys. But because of the condition his heart is, he has a mutated gene. And because of that and what condition he has, the back pressure from his heart has killed his liver. Mm. So he has had tests on his liver and his varices. He has varices. They're kind of like varicose veins on his liver that are getting worse. 
which will probably end up putting him hospitalized if he gets, if one bursts or anything like that. But he goes in and out quite often because he, his heart kind of pumps backwards in so many respects. So it regurgitates his blood flow back into his abdomen and he swells up and he has to go in and have it released. And there's just all kinds of fun, different things that he gets to experience. But because of what I do, I get the luxury of working at home or if he's got tests, I take my laptop and I work from the hospital or whatever that case may be. Yeah. It's provided a big blessing that I can provide for my family, no matter where I'm at. Someday I hope to be doing it on a beach somewhere. <laughs> That's the ideal, right? That's the idea. We have to get Mike, Mike Hall. <laughs> Mike better so he can go to the beach. What beach are you looking at going to? Oh, I would love to. I mean, our 25th anniversary is coming up and, mm-hmm. and we vowed because every milestone starting with our 10th, we had, we were supposed to go to Hawaii, had it paid for. He ended up in the hospital with open heart surgery. We had our 15th planned. We had our 20th planned. We're obviously at our 25th because we've missed every milestone. But I told him, I'm like, I'm going to go to Bora Bora or Fiji or something. Whether you're transplanted or not, I'm going by myself. Mm -hmm. And he's like, "Uh uh-huh. Okay. Obviously, that's not happening. I'm a big talker. But (laughs) I would love to go to Bora Bora. The water there is just so beautiful. And here comes one of my babies coming in to say hello my dogs, but, and the sand there is just white as it can be and beautiful. So I'd really love to go there. Beautiful, beautiful. We got to get Mike and Tapar so he can come with you, as, as, <laughs> of course. Want to do it or experience it without him. Absolutely, absolutely. So you're a mother, you're a mother, you're doing not all of this with, you know, you're experiencing with Mike and and you and, and the, you know, regenerating the, the home and the finances and everything else, but you're also a mother. Where do you have time to do that? <laughs> well, honestly, it's a challenge. I have three amazing boys, three amazing sons, young men. I have one still living at home. He's a senior in high school and, and going to go off to college next year. But my 21 year old is moving back from Minnesota to Texas and going to go to Texas Tech. And LB is in the military, so he comes when he gets to come home. But raising my boys under this kind of situation was always hard, but we've shown them from the very beginning and been very honest with them from the very beginning of their dad's condition and helping them understand that we work as a family. We're a team. It's not one man all alone. So my kids, I've raised my kids that they have chores. They do their chores daily. That's helped a lot. But as a mom, and I'm very, I own it. I know I'm OCD. I've always gone back and fixed what they've done. (laughs) But at least I'm teaching them the responsibility that it's not just one person's job. But being able to run the ship and man the ship has been a blessing because I think a lot of it has to do with the way I was raised as well. That You can do it no matter what, trust yourself, believe in yourself and just do it. If nobody else is going to be there to do it, you do it. So that's what I do. I just make sure that it gets done. And 
if it's meaning me staying up late at night to get things done and folding the laundry and doing the dishes, that's what you do. You do what you got to do to make sure that life still progresses. That's right. So your parents really instilled core values in you that have given you the foundation to have the strength that you have today. And that right there is absolutely amazing. So talk about your parents a little bit. Where are you from originally and and where are your parents and what do they do and how do they create this amazing creature? (laughs) Well, you know, (laughs) my parents, I, I can't really say that I'm from any particular place because my dad built and manufactured boats, even though his master's is in child psychology and he did practice psychology for several years. I was born, my dad was military. um, So I was born in Alexandria, Virginia, right there on Fort Belvoir in an army hospital. And I've lived on every single coast. I truly believe that I spent majority of my years up in Minnesota, but I'm a Southern girl. I grew up in Houston majority of my life and moved to Minnesota close to high school. That's a cruel joke. Just saying. <laughs> cruel joke. <laughs> but my parents are amazing, amazing people. We're high school sweethearts, got married. My mom was a, a senior in college. My dad was a junior in college. And yeah, they raised us with very, I can't say strict, but looking back, yeah, it was strict, but core values, strict rules that always do good in this world. You know, we live by the golden rule and I still do. And I instill that in my kids do unto others as you would have them do unto you. Absolutely. Always lead, put God first and make sure that you're doing what is going to glorify and honor him first and foremost, but they were and have been married. I'm 45. So 47 years have two amazing kids we had more kids in our house than I can count because that's just how it was. And we raised our boys the same way. That's actually how we got our oldest. You bring in the kids if they need a place. Yeah. You bring them here. At least I know where you're at as my child and I know what you're doing, but if there's anything that we can do to help others, you do it. They need to be fed. You feed them. They need clothes. You, you buy some clothes. Yeah. We actually, that's, like how we got our oldest son, LB. He was coming home all of a sudden with our son all the time. He is over six foot, tall and thin. My kids are not short by any means, but they're husky. They're like five, nine, five, ten, and they're husky. Not fat. They're just muscle everywhere and just thick. And LB was walking out of our house well over six foot and my five foot nine, five foot 10 husky child's clothes. And I'm like, not questioning anything. I'm like, okay, we've raised our kids that if somebody needs something, you take the shirt off your back, make sure that they have it. And we'll figure out a way to replace yours, but do unto others as you would have them do unto you. And there was a time where LB was getting ready to leave 16 years old. And Alec comes running downstairs. He's like, you can't let him leave. You can't let him leave. And I'm like, but he's going home. No, mommy's not. He's living in this car. Excuse me? And he's been with us ever since. He's 22. We officially adopted him. He is our kid and wouldn't have it any other way. And it was because God sent us back up north after one of Mike's surgeries. 
that was God's plan for us to go up there for us to get LB and then to move back south so Mike can get transplanted. Wow. That is an amazing, amazing story. And LB is the one that's in, is he the one that's in the military? Yep. Well, thank I'm you proud military. your service. <laughs> Absolutely. You know, they forget about the, the children who are uh, military or, or soldiers and, and the moms, you know, of raising children who want to serve and protect and help the world. The world. You know, my husband's a Navy SEAL, so he is an absolute hero that I adore. And he just has a gift, a soul of just gold, of giving and helping and protecting every day. Every day, that's just what he does. And to be a part of that and to have raised a gentleman of that caliber is, again, absolutely a stellar, amazing, miraculous abilities that you have. Now, what would you give our listeners or tell our listeners who are going through struggles like you're going through? On top of all of that, there's something called the coronavirus. I know. (laughs) And, you know, a lot of people need encouragement, inspiration, you know, motivation to continue to pick themselves up no matter what is coming, you know, coming at them or coming their way. What would you tell someone who's going through events like that? Honestly, I live by the motto, reach up and reach out. Always, if you're struggling and you need to talk to somebody, talk to somebody, reach out. Anybody and everybody can call and talk to me. I'm happy to be there for anybody. Always reach up and reach out. This coronavirus, yes, has impacted a lot of people. And it's putting a struggle in a lot of people's mindsets. And there are some people that aren't making out of it, you know, making it out of this situation because they're going down a dark rabbit hole. And if you feel that you're going through that or going through a struggle where you're getting frustrated or just don't know if you can take it anymore, definitely pray. I'm a big believer in prayer. I read a lot. I do devotions every single morning. I I could show you my stack of books right there that I read every morning in my devotions. But I'm also a big advocate of self-development and reading to build yourself and build your mindset. If you're able to continue to improve yourself and improve your mindset, it helps you truly get out of the, oh, woe is me victim, low, hard, dark times. You may not think that it's a victim situation, but a lot of times it is because you are thinking, when is this going to be over? Why me? When is this, you know, why can't I get past this? And it's look in the mirror, tell yourself that you can do it. Smile. I have a mirror sitting right here, a big mirror right here. It's your mirror. There it is. It is right here. There, and there's the picture of my, my husband and I. <laughs> Um, that I can look at myself every single day when I am struggling. Like, you know what? You're better than that. Mm -mm. Get over it. Here's a bridge, cross it. And telling myself that I can make it and I will make it. It's all mindset. I will make it. But I also pray, God, give me the strength. Give me the strength. Carry me over this bridge if I can't walk it. And believe it or not, he always does. Always. Read. Read. What are you reading? 
What are you reading nowadays? Um, well, right now I am reading a book called Reinventing Yourself. I just finished a book that, oh my heavens, it's amazing. It's called Think Like a Warrior, Five Inner Beliefs That Make You Unstoppable. Mm. And it's, it's focusing on things that you can control, your effort and your attitude, loving the thing, getting up every day and attacking the day with joy and excitement, dreaming big and ignoring anybody that tells you that you can't do something. Oh, absolutely. Get rid of the naysayers. Ignore them. Be in a relentless pursuit of always building yourself, growing yourself, and never, ever giving up. And choosing faith over fear. Fear is the biggest thing in your life that will put you down that hole. And having the choice and the willpower and the mindset to choose faith that you will get through it. It's just a matter of time. Be patient and just keep plugging along. If you fall down, pick yourself up by your bootstraps and make another step forward and do it with a smile on your face. Every time you smile, it brings joy to your life. It will literally make your heart smile and doing good for other people will also, even if you're struggling Giving a bottle, I went to Walmart a couple weeks ago and it went, well, it's been maybe a month ago when it was just excruciatingly hot and the people were having to stand outside and making sure that you're putting your masks on and all that stuff. And he was just drenched in sweat. I walked into Walmart, got two bottles of Gatorade, two bottles of water and brought it back out to him. Not because I wanted praise or a thank you. It was just because I wanted to do something nice for him. And that made my heart sing. Whether he said thank you or not, he did. But whether he said thank you or not, I knew that I was doing something nice for somebody and I was doing it so my heart would sing. When you're able to do that, it will bring you out of any negativity that you have in your mind. Any, yeah, any dark hole that you're out of, do something nice for somebody else. It'll make you smile. Absolutely. You are the epitome of personal development. I love personal development. I read, listen to, you know, talks, videos every single day. I have to keep moving forward. I have to keep, or unlike many people, I'll, you know, wallow in depression, which I don't want because I know that I'm created. I was created more for more, to do more, to be more, to serve more. Mm -hmm. And that's just important part of my life and helps me to keep going. Yeah. One model that we have is never give up, never quit. Now that's the CEO model. And that's one that we just always say, there's no option. There's no option, no matter what I'm going through. And, Burn your chips. <laughs> and I was remembering, I talked to my husband yesterday about a time when, you know, I was, had the seizures and be paralyzed for a while and I literally could not walk. And one lady told me in the last interview, she gave me a quote by Martin Luther King Jr. It was saying, if you can walk, if you can walk, if you can't walk, then you crawl. However, you know, something on the line of this, doesn't matter what it takes to get to your destination. And I remember those days where I would crawl and you'd say, why are you doing this? You know, you know, you can't move. You're paralyzed. Your legs don't work. Your arms don't work. Why are you moving? And I have to do this. I have to, I have to get out. I have to get out of bed. I have to get dressed. I put my makeup on. I got to make sure my curls are right. Even though my arms don't work, my hands don't work. Oh, you're going to have to help me, but I have to get this done every single day. I have to get up and I have to show up. 
um, you know, give me the walk or whatever I need, but I got to get out this door every yeah. day. And that is the power of personal development. Yeah. And Absolutely. how important that is each and every single day to fill your mind yeah. with things that are going to motivate you. You know, positivity, when you don't have anyone else around you to give you, you know, the goodness, the kindness, the generosity, you have to instill it within your own heart. You know, of course, in combination with your faith in God, you have yeah. to dig deep and find it for yourself so that you can present and project goodness out into the world. So I commend you for that and continue to thrive and to encourage other people to continue to read, continue to find that strength within you. Doesn't matter what you're going through in life, find that strength because we all have it. We just have to ignite the fire within us. Exactly. And make, and make the decision to do it. A phenomenal book to start with is called The Slight Edge with Jeff Olson. The Slight Edge is all about those tiny, tiny decisions. It doesn't matter if you have the decision of drinking a soda versus water. What decision are you going to make? Every decision leads up to a big result. Those tiny, small decisions. Do I want to lay in bed in the morning where it's nice and comfy or do I want to get out and do my exercise and go for my walk? Right. What's going to be better for me, laying in bed or getting up and going for a walk? Obviously getting up and going for a walk. So that slight decision is going to help me when I'm 80 years old, 90 years old, and because I'm still out doing my walks, it was that slight decision that I made that morning where it's like, no, this bed feels so good. But it was that slight decision, that slight edge that got me to do it. The tiniest decisions will create the biggest results and the biggest success later down the road. Start there. Slight edge is a phenomenal, phenomenal book. Slight edge. I have to write that down. Slight edge by Jeff Olson. And Think Like a Warrior. I think I may even have that book, Think Like a Warrior. It has five different coaches. It's about a coach that was this rock star coach. And all of a sudden, he got to the big leagues and failed. And I'm a big believer. Failure is not a failure unless you quit. If you fail, at least fail forward, because then you can pick yourself up and keep moving forward fail forward and fail as much as you possibly can to get to the greatest success. Right. But he kept, it was all about mindset and thinking and different coaches, big phenomenal coaches, Vince Lombardi, Herb Brooks, who everybody knows from the miracle 1980 gold Olympic hockey team. My husband was coached by Herb Brooks when he was a kid, all these different coaches that came back from heaven basically to tell him, okay, this is what's got me here. You need to change your mindset and change the way you're looking at things so you can change your whole way of life. And it was all about those five inner beliefs that got him to victory instead of getting fired again, got him to victory. And it literally, I could not put the book down. It was so, so good. Loved it. Slight edge. Think like a warrior. <laughs> Slide edge and think like a warrior. Everyone, make sure that you get that book. <laughs> I'm gonna test everybody. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, Amanda, where can people find you now? What are you doing? What's lighting you up these days? I I am at home taking care of my family, building my agency, 
doing what I love, serving and helping others through insurance and, and mortgage protection and final expenses and retirement and that type of stuff. Love what I do and whomever I can help serve and protect, certainly going to do it. Absolutely. Let our listeners know what, what this shirt says that you're wearing. It says good vibes all day, every day. Absolutely. I got to get that shirt. I still want for Christmas. <laughs> I think I can find one for you. Absolutely cute, cute. Well, Amanda, Torma, thank you so much for being on the BCMB Love podcast. You are an absolute inspiration to so many people, so many people, women, men, and who need encouragement, who need to know that they are enough, that they have enough and they have what it takes to make their wildest dreams come alive. And again, I thank you for being on the show. Is there anything else you'd like to add? Just like you were just saying, don't ever give up. Pull yourself up by your bootstraps. Know that people are out there that do love you and love yourself and keep pushing on. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much, Amanda. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Be Seen, Be Loved podcast. For more inspiring conversations, please share with a friend. And if you haven't already, subscribe rate, and review on your favorite podcast player. If you have any questions or feedback, you can reach me directly at beseenbelovedpodcast.com. Thanks for listening.